Hello and welcome to StoryQuest. Every week, StoryQuest brings our stories to life. My name is Tegan and the title I came up with for today's story is The Travels of Tandy Tiger Spirit. I hope you enjoy it. Princess Tansy Tiger Spirit was known through the River Mist realms as being the fiercest warrior of them all. She had single-handedly seen off an invasion from the trolls from the Om Peninsula, won a joust with Lord Wymark the Insane, and evicted a very stubborn dragon from the High Council Canteen, and that was all before lunchtime. She was loved by the people, and they would lavish her in jewels and bouquets and chocolates to show their gratitude, which they had to do quite a lot. The realm did seem to have an awful lot of bad luck when it came to things like that, and there was a good reason. It was all to do with a certain spirit. Salem was the spirit of bad things. This ranged from stubbing your toe to facing an invasion of mountain trolls. Anything that ruined your day or raised a kingdom, Salem was behind. How could he get away with this, you might ask? Surely the other spirits would have a word. After all, if everyone is miserable all the time, the folk of the kingdom might stop believing in spirits entirely. And then where would they be? He saw things this way. If nothing bad ever happens, then how can you feel excited about things being good? If it's been raining for a week, then it's all the nicer when the sun comes out, isn't it? Now, I suppose you and I can sort of see the sense in this, but Salem basically just got a bit carried away, and as a result, Princess Tansy Tiger Spirit was kept busy. So busy that one day, she could hardly get out of bed. Her lady-in-waiting was worried. You need a holiday, your highness. Let the knights of the realm protect us. Take a break. I can't take a holiday. What if we have another invasion of stealth beavers? You remember the stealth beavers, don't you? The lady-in-waiting did remember. How could she forget? I mean, she was getting accustomed to inspecting invasions all the time. But beavers? Especially stealthy ones? She was pretty sure there was still the odd beaver lurking in the castle. She did seem to hear rustling and nibbling noises a lot. Even still, if you don't rest, you'll make yourself poorly, and that won't serve anyone. Least of all yourself, said the lady-in-waiting. Princess Tansy thought about this and decided that taking a holiday would, in fact, be an excellent idea. The Silvering Coast, that's where she would go. It was said the sea there was turquoise and the sands were shimmering stars, and the weather was warm and balmy, and it wasn't home to anything more than a few crabs, and she thought she could probably handle a moody crab. So she excitedly packed a bag with swimming costumes, suntan creams, and all the books that she hadn't got around to reading. A triumphant crowd waved her off on her horse, Darius the Hoof. Unfortunately, after a few hours clip-clopping down the road, she heard a terrified whinny. And before she knew it, a unicorn came racing past, followed by an enormous, snarling, grizzly bear. Not just any bear. This was a doom bear from the crepuscular cavern. They were dangerous, powerful, and extremely hungry. 
Now, although she was meant to be on holiday, she quickly realised that if she didn't help the unicorn, the unicorn would quickly be lunch for a doom bear from the crepuscular cavern. So, sighing, she turned and made chase. Quickly catching up with the pair, the bear was snapping at the unicorn's heels, and despite him kicking his hooves, it seemed the bear would win. Until... Swing! Princess Tansy came alongside the bear, and with a swing and a swish, the bear was no more. The unicorn bowed deeply, steaming with sweat from the pursuit. Oh, thank you, your highness, you saved my life! But aren't you meant to be going on holiday? Well, technically, yes. In fact, I shall continue on my way. Safe travels, unicorn! And a bit hot and sweaty, she set off on her way once again. A few hours later, not far from the coast, she was just imagining lying in a lovely hammock drinking coconut juice when she could hear the sound of screams. And... was that buzzing? It seemed to be coming from a small village just off the track. A villager ran towards her. She turned to face him. He hurriedly bowed. His face looked a little bit puffy. Uh, Roderick Staff, your highness. What on earth is going on? What happened to your face? Bees, your highness, a swarm of dung bees. They're the size of bricks. The princess sighed. Oh, light fires, as many as you can, please. I will help you. But I thought you were meant to be on all it. Never mind that now, the princess interrupted. There's no time to lose. I'll bring you hay to burn, but start those fires now. Dung bees hate smoke. With the princess on horseback, she raced from the hayfields to the village, back and again with armfuls of hay, which the villagers burned and piled in great smoky piles. She also waved her sword around to distract the bees from the villagers, getting a few good stings herself in the process. Within a few hours, the bees had finally buzzed off, and the villagers were thankful. I'd like to say that she finally got to the Silver Iron Coast, but just as it came into sight and she felt her shoulders ah, relax in anticipation, something caught her eye. Gnomes. A squad of nasty-looking gnomes had surrounded a small boy who didn't seem to be able to get away. She didn't like the look of this and trotted over. What's going on here? Nothing to concern you, your highness. This boy was just about to give me his purse of money, weren't you? Said a particularly gnarly gnome. He squinted at the boy who was cowering away. You look like a bully to me, said the princess, slowly taking her sword out of its sheath. Why don't you pick on someone your own size? This didn't make much sense as the boy was bigger than the gnomes and the princess even bigger, but gnomes, like most bullies, were cowards and squeaking in horror, they ran into the distance. She pulled the boy onto her horse and took him safely home. He hugged her back and said, Thank you, thank you, a hundred times thank you. He also said, Wasn't she meant to be on holiday? She grimaced at this for a moment but said nothing. Both she and her horse were exhausted. She'd be too tired to finish the journey at this rate and was still itchy with dung bee stings. No, she said, it turns out holidays are just as much work as everything else. I'm going home. 
and despondent and disappointed, she turned and galloped back to the castle, where she shut herself in her chambers and refused to come out. Word got around about the holiday, or lack of holiday, and everyone felt sorry for the princess. A group of three decided to do something about it. The unicorn, Roderick Staff, and the little boy decided to do something about it. Together, they went to the temple of Salem and lit incense to summon the spirit himself. We beseech you to let the princess take a rest. Her holiday was quite spoiled because of all the bad things that happened on the way. A booming voice came into the air all around them. But if bad things don't happen, how can we appreciate the good things? The assembled group looked at each other. He sort of had a point. But can't you just make the bad things only a bit bad? You know, so they're mildly inconvenient, as opposed to being, I don't know, a doomba or a dungbee or a stealth beaver. Salem chuckled. I thought the whole stealth beaver thing was quite inventive. I mean, if you're looking for the element of surprise, a killer beaver has to be up there with the most surprising things you can imagine. They were terrifying, and there was hardly a twig left on any of the trees once they'd cleaned us out, said the little boy. Can't you just accept that, yes, well done, we are all a bit scared witless by the things that you do, and Princess Tansy does a brilliant job at sorting everything out, but if she's too tired, then we are doomed, and if we are doomed, we might just stop believing in you, and then where would you be? This was from Roderick, still a little puffy from the bee stings. Salem thought about this. It was important that people believed in him. Otherwise, he might be little more than a ghost. There was silence, and then he spoke. Finally, his voice once more booming around the temple. All right, for one week a year, I shall cease chaos. Princess Tansy Tiger Spirit can have a well-earned break safe in the knowledge that there will be no surprise rescues, defenses, or hand-to-hand combat required. But only if she is back on duty the following week sharp. The unicorn, Roderick, and the little boy smiled happily at each other. Princess Tansy Tiger Spirit was absolutely delighted with this news and hurried to pack her bag once more. Salem was as good as his word, and Tansy could set off once more on her horse Darius the Hoof to the warm sunny shores of the glittering Silverine Coast, where she slept, swam in glittering waterfalls, and properly relaxed, without even a slightly moody crab disturbing her peace. And do you know what? It seemed even more wonderful to have a break after all the battles fought, and yes, even after the beavers, bears and bees she had vanquished. So maybe Salem had a point after all. We're here now with Tegan, who's letting us know what she thought about the travels of Tansy Tiger Spirit. Tegan, first off, what made you think of the name and the story? Why did you want this written for you? Um, so I went to a place called...
called Chessington World of Adventures. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah. love it. I didn't realise this, but we walked under a bridge and on top of the bridge was a ginormous tiger. Wow. And it was unbelievable. And when we came back, it just popped into my head, to be honest. I was like, I've got to tell fun kids this. Oh, well, I'm so pleased that you have. And we, we've written a story all about it. And you've just seen it. Yeah. Let me know. What did you think? How much did you love it? It's brilliant. Out of 100, I'd give it 100. <laughs> That's good. That's pretty high. What was your favourite part? I think I really like the bit when Salem was talking to um, the unicorn, Roderick, and the little boy, and he was saying how much, yeah, he enjoyed it. And Brilliant. Yeah, that was my Amaz- favourite bit. Amazing. Do you, um, do you come up with a lot of story ideas? Yeah, I do like writing stories. It is one of my favourite hobbies. Oh, brilliant. Well, I hope that that can inspire you. And listen, how was how was my acting? How was my story reading? Brilliant, yeah. <laughs> I well, loved thank it. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tegan, thank you so much for, for sending your story to StoryQuest. <laughs>